Welcome to the show. It's Brandon Burns. This is the Team Up podcast and vodcast show. If you're listening, a very big welcome to you and also welcome to this week's episode. We'll dive into that very shortly. But just to remind everyone and encourage you all to review us on the iTunes store, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher and many other platforms. And also you can visit us at teamupdigital.com.au and get in contact with us at info at teamupdigital.com.au. So that's enough from us for now, but on to the weekly show. But thanks again, it's Brandon from the Team Up Show, and enjoy. See you on the other side. All right, welcome back everyone to the Brandon Burns Show. You're here with your host, Head of Growth at Enterprise Monkey, Brandon. And to my right is the founder of iGrasp Wellness, Russell Whiteford. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's good to have you on the program. Yeah, pleasure. Welcome back, everyone, by the way, who's watching on YouTube. Good to have you back. And also those of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more, I'm sure. Don't forget to rate and review us. This is going to be an awesome program. Today's topic is centered all around the subject of wellness. Yeah, that's right. And given that we have a predominantly startup and entrepreneurial audience that's often operating at a really high pace Mm -hmm. and changing a lot, I thought it would be opportune for us to get Russell in to talk about his extensive experience in this space of wellness and more importantly, how we can apply that to your business and your environment and your scenario. So um, once again, Russell, thanks for coming on. And what I thought I'd do is at the top is just get you to introduce maybe yourself, um, what's brought you to where you you are today, and then we can get down to talking about uh, eyegrass wellness and what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, I guess my background is, uh, is really in sport and performance. So I started out um, going down this pathway of um, you know, exercise and sports science um, and yep. elite sport and strength and conditioning. And at a very young age, um, I became a personal trainer while I was going through uni part, part-time um, doing both and, um, and eventually or very early went into my own business, um, which was um, a studio and a gymnasium. And awesome. through that time, you know, I worked a lot with people who were, were a lot older than me, um, get a lot of insight into um, sorts of uh, problems that people had in their, in their 40s and 50s um, yep. in terms of their body and their health and well-being. And um, I guess from there, you know, I've, I've taken a number of different paths, um, twists and turns, as a lot of people do. But um, I went into football coaching um, and I've had a couple of stints with, um, with clubs um, in major and minor leagues um, yep. coaching and um, also went down a, a management pathway through local government and state government organisations where, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to have um, an opportunity to be part of um, some major sports infrastructure projects. Um, and that's where I kind of really built up um, my knowledge around project management and, um, you know, planning and that type of thing, strategy work. So um, I guess that's kind of um, the pathway. And, and you know, I got to a point where I really wanted to bring it back to, to, to my roots and what I was passionate about when I was younger, and that's um, health and well-being. And um, I've been able to, I suppose, pull all that together, all, all that experience together um, into what I do now with iGrasp Wellness. Beautiful. So yeah. tell me about the brand and yep. how it sort of was conceptualised, iGrasp Wellness. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of well aware that it, it doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, but but at the same time, I, I couldn't really move away from it. Um, once I kind of um, I had that that brand in mind, um, it, it stuck with me, and yep. um, you know I, I had a number of ideas. But the reason it sort of came into being was um, you know I'd often think about what are all the reasons that um, people find making a, a healthy lifestyle change. What are all the reasons they find that challenging? Yep. Um, and how come people can't sustain progress? Um, mm-hmm. 
So as I'm sort of answering that question to myself, I'm thinking about, you know, what do people need um, to make progress? And um, often they, they, you know, number one, they might need accountability. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a real key one with me. Um, rapport. So there's got to be some genuine relationship um, and some vulnerability, I think, um, and a lack of judgment or, you know, removing judgment um, yep. to be able to, to make um, progress. There's got to be an element of guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I started to, to build in these, um, these kind of key pillars, um, that's kind of really what um, the brand became. Um, another one, the S is um, sustainable. So you really can't bite off more than you can chew um, in trying to make, it, make a change or, or implement a strategy for your health and well-being mm-hmm. um, because it's got to be something that's sustainable. So Yeah, totally. That's yeah. a great point, especially given the um, fast-paced environment and life we kind of mm. lead now. Absolutely. Um, you know, often people can go, right, I'm just going to go bite off way more than I can chew and get on this bandwagon of getting fit and healthy and then it just all comes crashing down. Yeah, well, we have great intentions, don't we? And, um, you know, you can start out with the best intentions and um, when reality sets in, you realise that you can't intention your way to anything. It has to be um, sort of a well-thought-out approach and, um, you know, there's got to be a reason why you're doing it. So. Okay, cool. So that's fantastic and, and I love the name, by the way. I Thanks, think mate. It, I think it does stick. <laughs> um, so it's I, the letter I, graspwellness.com.au. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Perfect. So tell me, right, in a general sense, um, for those watching and listening, what exactly is wellness? Yeah, so look, it's a, it's a term that I suppose is thrown around a lot um, today and it can be, you know, something that's maybe seen negatively in the, uh, the alternative um, medicine space. But really, wellness is a, it's just a term that kind of holistically describes um, your state of being. So, yep. you know, one, one good analogy is that um, wellness is, is like um, a wheel. You know, if you, if you think there's a lot of spokes that keep the wheel in alignment, um, there's a lot of elements to your well-being that sort of keep you in alignment. Um, yep. And it's about having a, a, a balance um, between them all. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's heaps that we could reel off, but it's, um, it's really about your physical health, mental health, mm-hmm. um, your state, your social, um, spiritual well-being, um, and really the self-evaluation of your own quality of life. Um, mm-hmm. So that encompasses your lifestyle, um, your environment, um, you know, your daily habits. Yep. Um, okay, yeah. beautiful. So, so often something that would easily be neglected by people because... It doesn't necessarily, st- wellness doesn't stand out to me as something that thinks, oh, it's something glaring I've got to go and address and fix and it's a big problem. Yep. But quite often it feels like it's a term or something that you'd be exposed to once you've realised that you're out of balance or you're off mm. kilter with some areas of your life. Yeah. So how can people better expose themselves to understanding the importance of wellness? How can people more mm-hmm. easily recognise that, yes, there's a problem that's directly attributed to their their wellness not being mm-hmm. intact. Now, how can you... How, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And um, that's really... Well, I think we we're going to touch on this later, but um, when I work with people individually in a coaching sense, um, that's kind of the first part. It's really about establishing that baseline and self-assessing uh, yourself against a whole lot of areas of your well-being. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and it's through that process that I think people really... They build an awareness um, and they kind of see... Um, the areas where they go, okay, this is something I've really neglected or, you know, I'm, I'm performing really badly here in terms of my sleep, um, my mental yep. health, the way I manage stress, um, even though I go to the gym four times a week, um, yep. you know, my life is really out of balance. And um, it's amazing at what people bring up um, during that and what comes to the surface and you start to uncover all sorts of biases and, and reasons why people believe what they believe um, through, you know, which is a result of their past experience. Yep. Um, so that's that kind of I think hit, hits to your question, but um, you know that's that's part of what I do, which is the individual coaching side. So, 
So I'm guessing, because I know when we discussed before this, you mentioned how, you know, no matter how uh, brilliant you are at one area of your life, it's really hard to improve the entire thing if you're only really succeeding at one or two areas, but not all. Yeah. And that and that's why wellness is so important, yeah? Yeah, I think so. It's, um, that, that's kind of my approach to it. Um, you know, some people might set out, they, they want to they want to get fit, so they want to go to the gym. Yeah, well, but that's the default, really, isn't it? You think, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to do something about it, I'll go and exercise or I'll do yep. something physically yep. inclined because it's tangible and I can yep. see that I'm doing it. Yeah, and I can spend money on a service and I'm going to get a workout. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's really, it comes back to the point that it's really hard to, you know, let's say it's 10x an area of your life. You want to mm-hmm. really excel in one area of your life. It's really hard to do that if there's other areas of your life that are languishing. And um, if we use the gym example, um, if you have really poor quality sleep, um, getting to the gym and, and putting in the work that you need to um, is a real grind. Um, and if you yeah. have poor nutrition, you don't recover from the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not hydrated, um, you know, you lack focus during the day. So, um, and then you don't, you're not motivated to go to the gym. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's a, whole, there's a whole host of things that come into it. And, you know, it comes back to me working with people as a personal trainer. Um, you know, I really focused on their exercise plan. Um, so what they did when they came into the gym. Um, but there's so much more. And, and that's, you know, that's a very small percentage of it, I, I feel now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more in terms of um, even just the daily habits that we have in place in terms of um, the food that we buy and where we put them on our shelves and what's in front of our faces. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can really drill into that, that level of detail to design the um the environment that's going to make mm-hmm. you live a healthier life um yep so. totally so talk to me about how wellness applies to you know workplaces and startups so in our in our sorry in our example with runway for example we have really you know in some instances really green um first time startup people that perhaps haven't even run a business before yep. and um obviously they're going to go through a program that may or may not touch on this this area but um, what's something they could easily identify or do as an exercise to put it at top of mind and okay. to to make it a non-negotiable that they address and they track sure. through their journey? Look, it's um, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute, but I suppose there's two. I'm key... excited, mate. I'm jumping too far ahead. No, no, so. no, that's a, no, not jump too far ahead. But I, what what I want to touch on is that there's two key elements that I think. Um, so one of them is is around creating the optimal environment for performance. So okay, um, you know. And I, you know, I know myself. I've been in work situations where uh, we've been stressed, um, yes. we've been overwhelmed, and you know, really, we've um, you know, we've been burnt out, um, mm-hmm. and staff are really running themselves into the ground. And um, when you get into this point, you, you're really acting in survival mode, and you know, you're reacting. You're potentially missing things. Um, things are falling through the cracks. Um, yep. People start to place blame on each other, um, and that can be really hard to recover from. So. I think um, creating the environment from the outset um, is a really unique opportunity that a startup has. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also the riskiest time because that's when you want to jump around and do, you've got the most ideas, you've got so much to do, so you want to jump around um, and do as much as you can. So mm-hmm. I think there's there's two key things that we can look at. Um, one of them is education. So education um, and empowerment of staff is huge. So Yep. Building in, um, and it could it could be something that you build in in terms of, um, of a training and facilitating, um, yep, you know, workshops for your staff. But it needs to be something that's sequential, so the knowledge kind of builds, um, you know, and you're not 
just um, you know firing shots into the breeze and hoping that something sticks um, and you're yep. picking a different topic this month and that month. Um, yep. So it's, it's kind of um, having a program in place that you can educate and empower your staff. Um, and then the other one is... Um, so you've got your education and empowerment of staff. Yeah, so I was, I was going to touch on too. Uh, it's, it's really about um, establishing a culture or a plan gotcha. for, for health and well-being. So right from the outset, um, startups have a real unique opportunity. They're developing their business plan. Totally, yeah. So, and blank bu- canvas, really. It's a blank. So their business yeah. plan, you know, that's going to encompass um, their, their mission, their vision, their values, yep. um, their target market, all those types of things. You can, you can build a plan like that for how you approach well-being. Um, yep. And a lot of established organisations are now... They either have this in place or they're going back to do this work. Mm-hmm. Um, they're building a health and well-being strategy for their for their organisation. But so 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 what you what you're saying is people may not realise because what I was getting at the start is yep. you know it's it, unfortunately it's a little bit intangible unless someone within gotcha. that group or team has experienced it themselves and been yep. through that process. So you know um, I'm sure the cost associated with neglecting wellness mm. in the workplace can be massive yep. but often not something seen until it's after the fact sure so really trying to change people's mindset to be mm-hmm. more proactive around the concept in the area i guess comes back to 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 good leadership doesn't it it does yeah yeah because you mentioned certainly... teams you're in being burnt yep. out overworked you know and and sure there might have been a lot of work to be done but i'm i'm, I'm guessing that it also came down to the leadership or lack look it, of... it definitely can um and you know the leadership is a big part of it and when you're starting out in a startup um it's i think it's such an opportune time to establish the culture that you want to establish and yep um you know we're all going to get busy periods and you're all, all going to get deadlines totally. um, but there's things that are going to be um negotiable and non-negotiable and there's um at the end of the day your people are going to be more important than um than some of those deadlines you know some yeah, of those totally. reports or meetings that, that need to be held so yep um and, you know, we won't go too much into the stats, but, um, you know, we know that one in five people are going to have time off work um, over any given 12-month period. One in? One in five due in to five. Um, feeling mentally unwell. So that's either either through being, you know, suffering from a mental illness or yeah. or themselves just feeling mentally unwell. So yep. they're either overwhelmed um, or burnt out. So, so that's a that, side to just adds, sick leave uh, for any reason. That's like directly attributed to... Feeling mentally unwell. Yeah, wow, and that, so that adds up to be that adds up to be a huge cost for businesses in terms of productivity yeah. um, and also um, dollars. So, mm. you know, there is some tangibles that we can that we can measure. It's really hard to to reflect it in a business, particularly in a startup business, mm. um, because, like I said, everything's really pressing. There's so much to do, but carving out some time at the start to work out um, what you stand for. Um, what are your negotiables and non-negotiables yep. when it comes to health and well-being? I think is important. So. Yeah, excellent. So walk me through um, your services. So what, what you sort of what you sort of offer at iGrasp Wellness yep. and also um, why you would say that your approach and your way of doing things is slightly different and better. Sure. Better. Yeah. <laughs> sell me, baby. Yeah. No, I'm joking. This is my chance to sell. No. <laughs> Look, I think there's there's three key areas and we've sort of touched on them already um, to a degree, but um, one of them is around the strategy and the tactics. So mm-hmm. um, the strategy is having having the plan in place. So yep. um, like a business plan, um, you're building the key strategic areas that you want to address. You're building in the programs. Um, you're building in the topics. Um, you're building in um, 
you know, what you want to educate your staff on um, mm-hmm. so that you can optimize their own performance. Um, so that's something traditionally you'd probably collaborate with one or two people within that organization at the yep. beginning. Obviously, there's going to be a structure that you, you work with that you've implemented before, yep. but that's, that's your chance as an organization to collaborate with you mm. on aligning what you want to get out of the exercise and yep. where you want to get your employees and your team, yep. what point you want to get them to. Yep, and it could be a matter of um, it could be a matter of um, me compiling a strategic document, and that's the end of our um, involvement. Okay, uh, yeah, hopefully right. not, okay. but that's that's a service. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's it's really um, you know we I, I sort of help develop the plan for the business based on their own um, specific individual needs. So depending on the business size, depending on the yep. business budget. Um, you know, really what they, like you said, want to get at what their goals are in terms of um, getting out of that. But I think you touched on um, leadership before and it's really important that um, the leadership of the organisation drive that. Um, yep. Otherwise, you know, if it's if it's left solely to a HR coordinator, they're trying to sell it up the line um, mm-hmm. and then it, you know, it beca- can become a shelf filler. Yeah, um, gotcha. Like a lot of policy work can be. Okay, um, so that's step one, so strategy that's, and plan. That's a strategy and, and the plan. Um, and, and I suppose the tactics are the everyday things that you can build in. So... Um, you know what? What are what? What is? What are the implementations or the actions mm-hmm. that are going to fall out of that strategy? Um, yep. All right. So if we move on to, to point number two, um, that's really around training and facilitation. So this is the education component that we talked about earlier. Yep. Um, you know, education I think should be part of your strategy. Um, it just comes down to um, to how often and what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have done is is develop a program which is um, which has six core modules or six topics that we we work through. And um, how long does that take to do? Each, each one goes for an hour, so you know we can either um, you do six sessions over the course of um, a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we can or we can binge it like we would, um, you know, the latest Netflix series. Um, do them all in one. Do them all in one hit. Maybe yeah. maybe suits. Very good. Seven or, yeah, yeah. Season, that's it. Um, <laughs> So, you know, the, the benefits, I think, are, you know, you, you, people are going to be educated. Um, a so lot this of, training facilitating yep. part of the program, right? So there's, there's six one-hour sessions. Do mm-hmm. you recommend that it's the type of exercise that maybe you wouldn't binge, that maybe you do across like a two- or three-week period with the ability to have some form of feedback or mm. something in between? Or Look, I think it really comes back to... Um, again, to the goals of the organisation and what the strategy yep. is. So yep. um, this could be part of a 12-month program. Um, yep. It could be part of – it could be one one session every two months. Um, yes. But that depends that, – that, that's if they want to take it in bite sizes. You know, yep. if they want to take it in bite sizes, um, focus on one thing, maybe try to um, roll it out through their business over the next couple of months before they do the next one. Yep. Um, the, other, the other way is, um, you know, we do two, three-hour blocks – yeah. Um, and you might do that over the space of a couple of weeks and really kind of um, make it a topic um, that you hone in on for that, that short period of time. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. All right, so what's the yeah. next service offering? So the, I suppose the last part of that is the individual coaching and um, this is where this can flow out of the, the training, um, yep. the strategy work that we do with organisations um, or it can be something that individuals want to take up where you know they've, they know that they want to make a change or that there's there's a number of dissatisfactions um, in their life, you know, things yep. that they just, they're not quite happy with um, yep. where they're at. Um, and it could be weight, um, it could be their eating, um, it could be their stress or their poor quality of sleep um, yes. and their need to use coffee to get through the day. Um, so so let's say yep. you're a, a CEO, you're a, you know, a director and 
you want to improve yourself all round to be more effective. Sorry, mate. At yep. at work, um, that's a prime candidate for your service. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that yep. to me personally, that would stand out as an amazing offering because you've got that fitness and that exercise science background. Mm-hmm. And also you can talk to people about their habits. You can yep. talk to them about their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, almost everything else but what's going on at work. Yeah. Which sounds like yep. it plays such a big role in creating mm-hmm. that optimum performance for an individual. Yep. Because obviously um, for me, I've noticed that if I can get a better handle on what I do outside of work, I'm so much mm-hmm. more productive whilst at work. Yep. But if I'm not taking care of outside of work, I'm sort of just getting to work mm. and then I'm sort of fumbling through the motions of my day yeah as a, as opposed to being a lot more clear-minded what am i trying to say yeah. um well it's all part of life isn't it uh, yeah and, yeah and that comes back to how we defined wellness earlier that um yeah. each area is they're kind of interdependent um mm-hmm. where they they are dependent on each other so um and your work productivity could be could be an outcome of your well-being yeah um, totally same as um, you know, you're, you know, I know myself that I'm, I'm a better father, I'm a better dad, um, yep. at home when I, when I've had sleep, I'm well organized. Um, and I've been, um, you know, doing the little things that I need to do. Yeah. Um, How old are the kids? Optimum. Uh, two, two boys, seven, yeah. seven and five. Do they yeah. sleep well? They do sleep really well. Are you responsible yeah. for that or are you just lucky? Um, <laughs> well, the, the older one, he slept well pretty much right the way through. The younger one um, didn't sleep for 12 months, I reckon. Um, really? Yeah, so, okay, so, 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 so yeah. the reason I ask is because yep. I've experienced something similar. My kids are a little yep. bit younger, but yep. um, sleeping is, well, sleeping, interrupted sleep during the yeah. evening can be a problem, but yep. also I have one child who just insists on getting up at around about 5 a.m. Yeah, right. And um, and what I've found is my plans have often gone yeah. out the window for how I want to start my day, yeah, exercise, discipline. Yep. Get so what advice can you give someone like me and so mm-hmm. many other people who'd be in that yeah. scenario? Yeah, we're sort of going down a different pathway now into parenting, aren't we? But um, <laughs> I'm sure is, that's look, an a, area you could help with. Yeah, coaching look, it's, and, it's, and, you know. a, it's a challenge that, that we all face. And um, I know for that period of 12 months, um, that was a real struggle, you know, just in terms of my relationships, you know, not only with my wife, but outside, you know, in the work yeah. environment, um, a lack of sleep can really have an impact on, on totally. your being. So, and in, interrupted sleep. So when you're reducing sleep quality, but um come back to your question just my advice is um you know can you can you adjust your own routine to suit that um Mm -hmm. time so um can you you know is there things that you do at the end of the day um that you can do at the start of the day i mean is is there that type of stuff that we can look at from a from a routine point of view um and uh, look the thing that i suppose the thing that worked with us um Mm -hmm. when um the young our younger boy ted was 12 months old we we put him in a room with with our older boy so they ended up sharing a room and um, that actually really worked. I don't know whether it was a sense of um, comfort or, he, you know, he had company, but um, that it was something work. that really helped his sleep. Um, and he started to adjust to, to Eli's routine, who was our wow. older son, um, where, you know, he was sleeping and um, getting up when he got up and that type of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's that was that was one interesting thing. But yeah, um, I, I, I do. I do. I have to admit that. As much as we think we're flat out because we have a busy life with, you know, the children, the mix and everything like that, mm. we do still have downtime that I think because we're so occupied um, that we don't make best use of. For example, you mentioned Definitely. the things at the end of the day that I could improve. Well, of course, I could probably limit mm-hmm. the amount of television I watch of an evening mm. before going to bed. Yep. You know, like I, I like to do a workout in the evening. Yep. However, I've found that I've gotten such better results 
in the past and I've done it in the morning, but I just mm-hmm. can't I can't get that going because of the, the mm-hmm. children. And you've almost got to you got to make this work with your partner as well. Um, yeah. So you know that's where. Um, that's where the social element um, can have a big impact on your well-being as well, because you know you've got to. You've so just got to expand on that. What do you? The social element. So I suppose um, one of the areas that we'll look at if I'm doing a, an individual coaching session, um, one area that someone will will assess is how well they're performing in terms of their relationships or yep. the social um, part of their life. So, um, and are their relationships a contributor of negative stress? Um, are their relationships, you know? Um, are the people you know that they're associating with are they aligned with them in terms of their thinking and their yep. core values and that type of stuff? So th- that's um, that's one area that we look at, and um, and that's something that you've certainly got to take into account when mm-hmm. um, forming your own schedule. But if you come back to um, to the sleep thing, um, if there's certain things or behaviours that you're doing of an evening, which might then impact on your quality of sleep, which then you you don't want to get up at five a.m. because um, you struggle to function. Yep. Um, and then that cycle continues. Um, they're the types of things that you can potentially address. And I think I read somewhere yep. that people, re- they recommend going to bed at the same time every night and getting up every day at the same time, if possible. That, that's, that's one of the, the best ways, um, not only to establish a routine, but um, to, you, your body wants stability. Um, mm-hmm. So whether that's you know, over the course of a week or every day, every minute, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot about um, your metabolism. We, we try to maintain a pretty stable state. Um, mm-hmm. But we're bombarding it with stuff, you know. We're bombarding it with screens till eleven o'clock at night, and, yep. um, you know, and then we and then we wonder why we can't sleep. So these are probably um, these are a number of the things that, that sort of go into with um, with coaching. So with you, for example, you know, I'd sort of talk about um, you know if you are watching TV late at night, or you're on the phone, or the computer, or you're doing work, um, you know, and then going straight into bed. Not only is your mind kind of racing. Um, you're also your body's probably not producing um, the level of melatonin that you need to, which is a hormone that um, you produce later at night as it gets darker, mm-hmm. um, which you need to fall asleep um, and to give your body a, a deep restful sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you wake up in the morning, you haven't had a, a high quality of sleep. Um, so some of the things that you would look to do is um, is reduce the light exposure to lighting at night. Um, turn off your screens an hour before you go to bed. Establish some sort of um, pre bedtime routine. Um, and these are, these are, you know, there's a there's hundred ideas that you can use. There's, um, there's some herbal teas and things that you could drink, you know, or, or whatever that, um, that might be able to um, help you relax of an evening. Um, but it's about finding kind of what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about having a strategy in place to, to improve it and mm-hmm. then having someone keep you accountable. Yep. <laughs> so whether, yep. whether that's your, your wife or whether that's um, a coach. Yep, yeah, totally. So... Give me some tips for people listening and watching who are setting out on running their own startup. Yep. Um, I think you've even actually got a bit of an acronym or a bit of a <laughs> formula here you go. I'm keen to yeah. hear more. Um, yeah, so where will we start? So uh, the acronym that uh, you're talking about is uh, FML, um, and it's not the, the hashtag FML that some people <laughs> might be thinking, but um, the F is, uh, is for focus and for fuel. Um, yes. And, and I suppose this, this is kind of what I keep in mind when I'm, if I'm developing content, um, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm talking to people about things, I sort of address these, these core areas. Um, the focus is, is around setting up environmental cues, um, for your focus work, um, and for the tasks that you have to do. So, yep. um, an example might be that, um, you're doing, you know, if you've got if you've got a work computer and another computer um, that you keep your work for work, mm-hmm. you know, and your personal computer for your personal computer, um, those types of things. Um, 
if you if you play a certain type of music because um, it helps you work, you know, play that music when you need to do your focused work, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, really kind of separate the the time or the tasks when you're doing uh, when you're scrolling through emails and or doing admin compared to when you really need to do your creative work or your focus work. Um, totally. And there's some other things that come into play there, um, you know, and again, that's where the fuel comes in. It's, it's nutrition, um, how you're fueling your body so that you can focus at those times that you need to focus. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's hydration, um, you know, that, that's an easy one that, um, that mm-hmm. people can implement. It's about, um, you know, making sure there's a drink bottle over there, making sure that you've got um, drink bottles, uh, you've got access to filtered water. Um, you might even uh, make sure you've got lemons sitting around so that you can squeeze a bit of lemon juice in your water. And mm-hmm. um, not only does it add flavor, but it adds, um, you know, vitamin C and some immune boosting um, elements that, you know, so that, so that's kind of the, the focus and the fuel. Um, but it's really about um, building the awareness of your own energy needs um, and how you meet those needs. Okay. Yeah. Um, the movement, uh, the M is movement. Um, so uh, that's about um, uh, movement for, um, mobility and freedom rather than restriction so yep. you know when we sit down for a long period of time or when we uh, or when we assume any posture for a long period of time um, mm-hmm. like we have been now um, the muscles that are in a shortened state you got good posture um, by the way <laughs> that, that's because the microphone's up nice and high um, that was good design yeah um, so you know those muscles that are in a shortened state um, mm-hmm. they start to adopt that that position um, and, you know, we can really quickly find ourselves out of balance in terms of our, our body and our alignment um, just by the posture that we hold um, yep. during the day. And if, if you're spending, um, you know, two hours at a time or, you know, three or four hours at a time hunched over in front of a computer, yes. um, eventually that will lead to discomfort. Um, yep. And, you know, whether that's through the neck and then you might start getting migraines and sore shoulders and that type of thing. So, and then it takes a lot of work to undo that yep. um, and a lot of, lot of work. So, um, you know, another thing that you could look to bring in is um, is something like desk-a-size. Um, desk-a-size? <laughs> well, can you give so, us a demonstration? <laughs> no, we won't, we won't do any demos, but, um, you know, and it's, uh, it's just a, a funny thing that I, um, I saw once, um, you know, a series of exercises that you can do at your desk, um, which could be simple as stretching out your shoulders and your pecs, um, doing a few calf raises underneath the bench and um, nice. getting the blood flowing. So yep. um, that's all going to help your mobility. Um, yep. And it's... And it's also about having um, flexible work options so that, mm-hmm. you know, you can stand up over here while you do some work. You can walk and talk while you're on the are phone you, Are you person. a believer in the stand-up desk? I'm a believer in a stand-up desk. Uh, I, I have used them before. I'm, I'm not using it a lot at the moment, um, although I would like to and I will. Um, yeah. But um, it's, I think it's just a matter of having um, some variety in terms of um, how you work and where you work. Um, yep. And it can, like I said before, you can, you can sort of start to train yourself that when you're in this position, when you're still mm-hmm. in your stand-up desk, that might be when, you, when you're punching out emails. Um, mm-hmm. When you're sitting down in the chair, um, in the couch, that might be when you're doing your, your real sort of focused thinking work or when you're out, you know, walking and talking, um, that's when you're doing your meeting. So yep. um, you're setting up these, these cues for the type of task that you've got. Um, I think a realistic exercise schedule, um, exercise is an important part. Um, yep. But exercise in itself, or the, or the need to to exercise, or people feel they have a need to exercise, that can actually become a, a negative stressor yep. um, for yourself as well. So it's having a realistic schedule, um, mm-hmm. and then a plan or something that's going to work in with with your own schedule and goals. Um, and the L, the L, the L is is for live. So um, we've got 
you know, feel and focus, movement and live. And, and this for me is kind of the, the aspirational part or the, the contribution part. So mm-hmm. it's about having some goals, um, knowing your goals, mm-hmm. um, knowing what you stand for. And, um, you know, in a workplace setting, this is not so much your KPIs, um, but, but what are your own goals for your performance at work? Um, mm-hmm. What are your expectations of yourself? Yep. Um, and this comes back, you know, it comes back to being modelled by your leaders in your workplace mm-hmm. um, and the key influencers, um, and that's going to really build the culture within the organisation. So, Great. Mm. Awesome. All right, so, so that's your uh, FML. That's your FML. formula. Hashtag FML. Yep. Love it. Um, <laughs> all right, well, before we wrap up, is yep. there anything we haven't touched on with regards to eye grasp wellness or anything that's coming up maybe or... Um, anything that we haven't touched on that would be relevant for our audience you think that we might have glossed over? Look, I, I don't think there's... A, I think we've, um, we've sort of bounced around, but we've, we've really covered everything that, um, yeah. that you know, we wanted to, I think, from the outset. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's just important that, um, you know, people understand that they may have aspirations in certain areas of their life, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in their business or whether it's, um, you know, to see their six-pack um, or whatever it is, but yep. um, often you know, I want to come back it. to. I want to see, see that, yeah, yeah, baby. Well, we could talk. We could talk. Um, you know, it just comes back to the fact that you know it's really hard to ten x one area of your life when you're not looking at the picture. So, yep. um, for me, you know, I I talk to people about um, zooming out to see the strategy, mm-hmm. um, and then honing in on the tactics. So, mm-hmm. what are the actual daily process goals that you're going to focus on achieving so Mm -hmm. and these are these are things that are actionable you know they're Mm -hmm. the processes that you can do each day that then become habits um yes and those habits then you know build into a sustainable change beautiful unreal all right well um it's been a great episode i've learned a lot cool i'm sure our audience would have as well (laughs) hope so that's good no that's fantastic well thanks so much our founder of eye grasp wellness it's Russell Wyford. Thanks so much for your time. And we'll have to get him back on the program soon and we can talk about another amazing topic in your space and find out what you're up to. Yeah, look, I'd love to come back and um, be happy to drill into something more specific. Um, you know, we talked fairly general today. So if there's, we did, any, didn't we? Yeah. If there's anything specific that you want to drill into, um, you yeah. know, we can certainly do that. But Well, yeah. any, any questions or suggestions, um, throw them our way. And when we get yeah. Russell back on, we'll, um, we'll choose that as a topic and we'll go from there. Sounds great. Unreal. Thanks, Thanks Russell. Mate. Thanks, Brandon. See you next time, guys. Cheers. Another amazing episode here on the Team Up Show. Thanks so much to our wonderful guests. That's it for now, guys. But don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, on Stitcher and Spotify. And to get in touch with us, maybe you want to be one of our next guests. Or maybe you've got some suggestions for our content. We're more than happy to hear from you. You can email through at info at teamupdigital.com.au and find us across social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For now, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.